Right, some good news um, coming out of New Zealand for Australian racing. I've got Dylan Ferguson on the phone. Firstly, Dylan, welcome back to Campbell's comments, mate. Yeah, no, thanks, Paul. It's good, good to be back on here. We uh, we did catch up last time. We caught up. Actually, it was what we're I suppose here to to chat about, um, and that was at Auckland for the Auckland Cup, um, and it was also Dominion Handicap Night from memory, but it was also the Great Northern Derby. Better remember the sponsors, Brecken Farms, and uh, you guys were lucky enough to um, win it. Shouldn't say lucky enough; you were good enough to win it with uh, "Love Me Too." Yeah, no, it was uh, you know good good way to cap off his, his campaign. He obviously he took out the Harness Millions uh, to start for that, and um, you know got the good draw on the night. And yeah, as you say, he was good enough to capitalise and and take it out. Super exciting because I um, was listening to the radio today and um, Rogie, of course, got a great team of thoroughbreds this year as well. But um, they alluded to the fact that you are uh, potentially bringing uh, three, maybe four, um, depending on who I talk to, <laughs> um, horses, standardbreds out as well as the thoroughbreds. He's bringing a team of thoroughbreds across to contest the Spring Carnival. Um, and Love Me Too is one of those horses that's going to come out here to the race in Victoria, which is super, super exciting. Yeah, well, he's sort of a flagship horse, so to speak, of the, of our, of the harness stable at the moment. And uh, obviously, Graham's never never shy on setting some lofty targets. So, um, as you say, with the harness horses, it's no different. And um, but to to be fair to us, we're sort of stuck in a bit of no man's land with him um, between now and December, with the lack of three-year-old races in New Zealand. And obviously, now he's got such a high rating that he. You know, taking out two big races, even though he's essentially only beaten, you know, one and two in trotters um, so far in his career. So, you know, while it's great to be chasing chasing the big races, it's also just, you know, it'd be nice just to race him against his age group um, and and get a bit of racing under his belt before um, the main aim, the New Zealand Derby at the end of the year at Addington. It, it's a unique problem you've got. He's lightly raced. Um, he's only had the seven starts this season. He had one start as a two-year-old, and I'll ask you about that in a sec, but basically eight starts in his life for eight, uh, for four wins, two seconds, and one third. And um, he's got... I didn't write down his actual stake money, but it's huge. I think it's $150,000 in stakes, something along those lines. Yeah, well, hey, as I say, he's he's certainly done a good job in his career and um, it's always great to win these big races. But, you know, when you've got young horses, it, it can throw the spanner in the works a bit with trying to find um, suitable racing for them as lead-up races to their own, own age group races. But just racing in general, it can be pretty um, daunting for them if they've got to take on the, the open class and hard and season trotters so um, you know we've still got to be mindful of the fact we've got to look after him and and he'll I'm sure he'll make his way to open class one day but um, you know the, the longer we can keep him away from from those type of horses before um, you know is, is the best really yep absolutely it's a bit unique too because I mean with the racing calendar changing technically he'd be turning for um, well anywhere from next week onwards um, depending on which country you're in Um but he still is only a three-year-old, and, you, and you've got to be able to maximise those opportunities um, going there. The other curveball this year is because, although he won't be racing over that New Zealand Cup Carnival, but there's an extra week between between that, if you like, um, just the way the calendar's fallen. So 
Uh, Redwood Day is also Derby Day, which is the last weekend now in October. So it's a bit unique the way it all works this season um, for him. So that's got to be a little bit more appealing uh, for him as well. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It sort of looks um, looks like the month of October. There's well, uh, there's obviously the Derby with the heats the week before as well, um, and I'm sure there'll be lead up races as well. So. Um, as I say, if we sort of plan on you know spending the month of October in Australia with them, that still gives them plenty of time to come back and um, be ready to rock and roll for the, that harness um, Grand Prix day in December. Used to be uh, the home field. Have you got any confirmation from HRV when the home field might be, Dylan? Is that a, is that a race that could be on his radar? Oh, I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. We sort of just circled the derby and um, obviously he's still still a couple of months to go yet so um, at the moment I'm just worrying about working them and feeding them and keeping them fit and you know sound and healthy so um, you know as as we get closer to the time I'm sure we'll set in some more concrete plans. A um, bit remiss of me to uh, not ask exactly how he is travelling at the minute and where, he, where he's at with his preparation. Will he start before he gets to Australia? Oh, hey, that's just, as I say, that's something we, we've, we'll work through a bit closer to the time and, and finding a suitable race. We obviously, as I say, we don't want to be too tough on them with either racing them off big handicaps or racing them against the, the top horses. So we're stuck between a bit of a rock and a hard place in that sense. But um, I think he's been back in about probably five or six weeks now. He's just doing a bit of strong work on the treadmill. He hasn't been in the cart yet. So he'll uh, kick off kick off back on the track next week and um, hey, he seems, seems good he looks good, he's bright and happy so um, you know everything's looking up at the moment but as you know with horses there's a lot of water to go under the bridge between now and then and uh, we just got to keep our fingers and toes crossed that everything keeps going well. You unfortunately didn't get to drive him in the Great Northern Derby um, on that occasion due to suspension, um, will you be driving him here in Australia? Oh, to be fair, we haven't really discussed it. I'd like, I'd like to think so. The last time I drove him, he won a big race as well. So, um, I'd like to think Touchwood. I haven't done too much wrong on him. So, um, but hey, as I say, we've we've got to get there in one piece yet, all of us, including him. So, um, yeah, hey, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge, but it's nice to have have a few targets in mind with him. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, you won the, the NZB Harness Millions with him, mate, so you know exactly what you're doing behind him. He he, he looks, we will get on to the other guys, he just looks a lovely trotter. I, I've seen him that night um, in the person. He's a big horse. Um, he's to be, you know, probably, he just, a, he still looked like, I think you and I discussed, he's still that little bit immature. He's by what the hell out of love your doozy, but he just looks like a horse will get better and better. Has he developed? Like, because that night, you know, I was impressed with how big he was, but then you look at him and he is that little bit immature, if you like, as far as his personality goes. Yeah, he's, that's probably the biggest thing. He's, he's always been a, a really nice looking horse and a, and a great type. It's just been mentally, he's been quite immature, and and you know just his, his joints and that. Obviously, when they when he's growing and things like that, they, you know it doesn't doesn't take much for the immaturity to, to shine through. Um, so you know, I've always thought a bit of time's going to certainly do him wonders. And um, hey, as I say, we haven't done a huge amount with him yet to know 
know too much, but it, it, all signs are looking positive at the moment anyway. No, he's a super exciting trotter, and I think it's great for trotting full stop. Um, and it's great for um, you know the the Australian and New Zealand side of things going backwards and forwards for what's going to be a great end of the year because as I said he won't miss out on your main derby because that's not until December so you've got plenty of time to get him back um, and go from there. You're going to bring a couple others. You're actually going to be bringing she's she's um, she's sales. Okay, she's Bella. Sorry, uh, with you as well. Um, she's a Pegasus Spur. Man, you've got a fair old uh, Woodlands actually hat with you with the what the hill, and then you've got the the Pegasus Spur. But she's a lovely filly. She herself only had eight starts, but two wins. But I know you you, you think very highly of this filly. Yeah, she. Hey, obviously, um, as I say, lovely too. Sort of the flagship horse and. It would be nice if we could put a little bit of a team together around him to to bring over and you know make the trip a bit more worth worthwhile. And um, she's a horse that I've always held in quite high regard. Anyway, if I'm being honest, I don't think she's much inferior to him. Um, and certainly earlier on, she had a, a lot more natural ability. Um, I certainly think he's closed the gap a wee bit on that in that front now. But um, yeah, as I say, I've always had had quite a big opinion of her and. I think, you know, she got a wee bit crooked last prep and after that first start she, she raced against the older horses and ran super and I think that probably just, you know, kicked her ass a little bit and we struggled to sort of get her back to her best after that and, um, you know, she didn't race horrendously or, or anything like that in the in the trotting oaks but she got a pretty good trip and she should have been um, right there with the angle of, you know, racing in the derby next week but once that you know, didn't eventuate. We tipped her out and gave her a spell, and she, she's probably a bit more advanced than um, than Love Me Too is at the moment. So she's going to get a chance to sort of have a few races over here, and she's one that is actually quite well rated in New Zealand. So as I say, she's going to have a few starts between now and then um, to you know to give her the opportunity to put her hand up to say she's worth taking for a ride as well. I got to uh, interview you the first time I actually met you. I reckon was at. Um uh, Regan Todd's property, and that was New Zealand Cup time, and that was when you were saying about um, how much you did actually like this filly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As I say, she, she's a always had a lot of lot of natural ability and a lot of potential there. So um, you know, things didn't quite go right with her last prep. So we just got to hope we we're over those hurdles. And as I say, she's going to come back a, a better horse this time. And I'd say. No, thank you, Dylan. Thanks for joining me. I know you've got um, you've got plenty on your plate. You're still shoeing horses and that. I really appreciate giving me a bit of time. I think it's super exciting for Victorian and just even the trotters. Full stop. That a horse like Love Me Too is going to come out here and contest the Derby and hopefully a couple of lead-up races going forward. Um, um, you know, I, as I said, new calendar. I don't know when the home field fits in, but it was always that sort of two weeks out from the heat. So it just might work out really nicely for you. But um, he's a super exciting trotter. He's um, He's, well, he's bred by two of my supporters, that's for sure. Woodland Sue sponsored me with What the Hill, and then Brecken Farms, uh, love your doozy. So um, he's got a lot of uh, a lot of good people following him, a lot of good people behind him, mate. So he's a great story, but I think he's going to be super exciting to what's going to be a huge end of the year carnival for us here in um, Australia and also New Zealand and, and get people thinking both sides of the ditch, which makes the world a bit smaller. So, yeah, super excited about that. Um, mate, thank you for joining me. Look forward to catching up with you. I won't be there on Derby Day, unfortunately. I'll be at Kaikoura. You'll be you, the Kiwi will be in Australia, and the Australian will be in Kiwi Land. But that's okay, mate. We'll uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But uh, thank you very much for joining me, mate.
Yeah, no, thanks, Paul. Fingers crossed we, as I say, we can put it all together and, and make it over there. No, everyone loves a bit of a trans-Tasman um, rivalry, and if I'm being honest, I don't mind a triple A myself. So, um, <laughs> hey, as I say, a lot, lot, lot of water to go under the bridge between now and then, but um, it's certainly nice to have horses in the stable that we can, um, you know, set these targets for and certainly gives us something nice to work towards rather than bloody racing in the cold winter's night and um, and Cambridge is certainly nice once the nice horses come back into the barn and everyone gets a bit of a spring in their step when the sun comes out so as I say fingers crossed we can get there. We've had a bit of sun out the last couple of days actually it's still cold here don't worry but we've had a little bit of sun so you're right it gives you that bit of spring. Dylan thank you mate. Yeah, nah, thanks Paul, it's much appreciated. Mm-hmm.